When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush 29-minute edition here with Noel Brown. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A speed mini? Speed round? Speed run, that's it. (laughs) So, Noel, we're just going to jump right into it because we got two things to cover this week. All right. Uh, And the first one is something I tried to cover a few weeks ago. And it's since been on there a long time. Another edition of everyone's favorite, Up With Fudge. As a mug. Up With Fuck. Yeah. Uh, this is when the movie crushers log on to the old Facebook page, tell us what their favorite use of the F word is, their favorite F bomb. And it's so funny, Noel, because I'm now noticing. I must have some sort of profanity filter set up. There are probably a hundred comments that are hidden from the page uh, that I'm not able to even see. What? Do you, <laughs> what? Because it's too filthy? Well, because it has an F-bomb in there. I need to go into the settings and just say that people can be as filthy as they want to be. Oh, got it. It's, it's, oh, I see. It's specifically for the group. Yeah, it's, it's some setting, I guess. Um, so I'm sorry to everyone whose comments are hidden uh, because it looks like all the F-bombs that made it through are creative uses or fucking fucking like not just straight up f bombs so got it up with uh this is up with fucking then i guess <laughs> all right it's very interesting facebook is can be very prudish sometimes Noel. it can it's uh it's a it's a very uh divisive place to say right. the least well you you think about your f bomb that you like and i'm going to start Bottom up with Hans Bronsel says, um, These fuck- names. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking surfing, man. 
from Point Break. One Point of my Break. Great, great quote. Love it's it. Wonderful. Uh, Alfie Brady. Uh, boy, this is a good one, too, from one of my favorite movies, The Limey. Tell him I'm coming. You tell him I'm fucking coming. Mm-hmm. God, what a great movie. That's a good one. What's that guy's name? The, the main dude? Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. He's not in a, a, a enough stuff. I love him. I love he's, him. Yeah, he's amazing. He's in that really bad Eddie Murphy movie, The Haunted Mansion. He plays like the Ooh. creepy butler. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure that check cleared, though. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> uh, Matt LaMontagne says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. That is half-baked. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. Uh, our oldest of pals, uh, Stellan Carlson, says, what's a fuck-ass? From Donnie Darko. And they also had another good fuck from that scene. Suck a fuck. Yeah. How does how exactly does one suck a fuck? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while, man. That was one of my favorites. Uh, I, I had a conversation with some of my, my, my uh, gamer buddies uh, about whether it held up or not. And they all who are they're all very snobby uh, uh, hipster types. They they feel like it did for the most part. And um, I, I need to rewatch it. But yeah. I loved I loved that movie. I did, too. Like I was a bonafide Donnie Darko freak mm-hmm. saw the director's cut when it came out in the theater. That wasn't so good though. That had a lot of extra bullshit that I don't mm. think it needed. Didn't it have like whole extra things like these digital kind of like I don't vignettes remember. and it, it was I kind of like, odd. I feel like the, the story was fleshed out a little more in, in terms of the book uh, from the old lady, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I can't really remember. Actually, it was a long time ago. I was living in LA when that came out. Love that movie. And that was my first Jake Gyllenhaal jam. That was everybody's first, wasn't it? I guess, I mean, technically the first was probably City Slickers too. He was a little kid in that, but uh, as far as real Jake Gyllenhaal, I love that guy. He can't be in uh, too many movies as far as I'm concerned. He makes interesting choices. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's evolved interestingly. He, he knows how to kind of pull off different looks. He never mm-hmm. feels like he's... Uh, the same. He's not typecast. Like he's really an interesting actor, and that and it's so cool totally. that he started with such an odd movie, and mm-hmm. it really you know his career has just progressed in in, in interesting directions. Sorry, Boy, I'm Richard Kelly him. though, talk about not progressing. What happened with him, man? Did you see Southland Tales? I the didn't. weird musical. No, I, I heard didn't it's even fun. Want to. Yeah, I heard it's fun and weird, but not good. Uh, and but then how what did you? What else did he do that was the not much, dude? I mean, how how can you like be that big of a sort of it it guy as a filmmaker and then fall away so quickly? Well, isn't it one of those things where it's like you have your whole life up to that point to make your first movie, and then you gotta just churn them out? You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe he just had one real good idea in him, and he, and he'd been like cultivating it for a very long time, and then. I mean, I'm looking now. He made Donnie Darko. He made Southland Tales. And then he made The Box. The Box was like a kind of a, what's the word? Um, Twilight Zone-y type story that I did. I heard it was not particularly anything. It was just I heard it was not very good, too. And that, dude, that was 11 years ago. What a bummer. Apparently, he's, he's making a Rod Serling biopic, it says. 
huh. that he's that he's writing and directing, which would be interesting. I think that could be interesting. That guy's sort of a man of mystery to me. Uh, you know, obviously he appears in in every episode of the original Twilight Zone series, but I don't know a hell of a lot about him. Like he obviously created the show and uh, wrote a lot of the episodes, and a really interesting guy but i i that's that i'm that's promising sounding and you know how i feel about biopics but i don't know nothing i know nothing about this guy <laughs> i love that that's your movie pet peeve is a movie about something real <laughs> it's so uh specific it's not that i don't I, I i i like i often like them it's just like i said like i wouldn't like put one on on purpose like i i, I you know you have to accidentally stumble upon one and hit your head and not be able to move for a little while yeah, while the movie plays in front of you, like with those Clockwork Orange lid lock things right. on, you know, like that's the only way I can consume rom coms or biopics. All right, uh, let me go with uh, Bill Ryan here. All right, Mister Fucking Compassion, I'll get him a doctor. That is Reservoir Dogs. Nice guy, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Boy, no one can deliver a fuck line like Harvey Keitel. <laughs> one of one of the best. He's great. He's he's got a certain gravitas to his fucks. Not he does. Lie. Absolutely. I feel like we, we we I know we've done this segment before, and I'm sure I, it had to have been come up in the in the previous uh, uh, edition. But um, this is what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Absolutely. This is what happens, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris LaFrance, fucking machine took my quarter from Slapshot. Uh, Michael McCord says from In Bruges. Harry, it's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object. Only Wait, I bet he pronounced it more like fucking. Yeah, fucking. Mm-hmm. I didn't try and do the accent. I should have. Uh, Shelby, ooh, interesting. Shakaliak. God, I love these bottom-up names and all. Nice fucking model, honk honk, from Beetlejuice. <laughs> I should I should have stressed fuck in there a little more. If I Entry, so yeah, Beetlejuice wasn't R. That was probably the one fuck that it got. It got that one fuck, and obviously it had some like horror type makeup effects. But I believe Beetlejuice was PG thirteen. One of my favorite jokes in that movie is when he's in the waiting room and uh, he's sitting next to the guy with the shrunken head. So funny. And you he mentioned leans this before. over and it's goes, "So good." Uh, let me ask you a question here. How do you get him down so small? Exactly. <laughs> and then he switches tickets. Uh huh. So and then he, shr- then he shrinks his head, and it gave us uh, another action figure to have for that movie. I guess so. Uh-huh. Uh, where is that sequel? I think that was going to happen at one point. I heard it was. Yeah, there was definitely talk. I'd check that I would, out. I would love that. I'd love to see Tim Burton do literally anything interesting, you know? Yeah, I agree. Did you see Dumbo? I had no desire to see it. None. None. Just didn't. None. Not even an inkling. It's been a while since I've seen a Tim Burton movie. No. He's become this Disney shill, dude. It's just like, it's not, I mean, I'm sure it's just a money thing. I mean, Big Eyes was cool. I did like that one. We talked uh, about this. Ugh. You didn't like it? No. You didn't like it. You thought you thought the character was too smarmy. Something rubbed you the wrong way about that character, I think. We I, I didn't like this. the movie at all. And the big thing that rubbed me that was the casting was that he cast Christoph Waltz to play a man from Oklahoma. It is true that Christoph Waltz can really only do that one thing. <laughs> that's Werner Herzog. <laughs> I know. It's the only, that's all I know, Chuck. It's all I know. Uh, yeah, I, I just could not get over that accent, uh, playing an American with a clearly Austrian or German accent. Well, that is true. It didn't bother me as much as it did you for some reason. I, I, I kind of And I didn't like it, it anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think it was very good. 
Uh, let me see. Jason R. Browder says, Monique laughing, you're fucked in beer fest. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that either. Those are for my guys, too. Those are the Broken Lizard fellas. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I think she said feck. What's the difference? The letter U. That's good. Almost famous, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a, I, 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 it doesn't ring a bell. Zoe Deschanel. She's in Almost Famous? Mm-hmm. She's the sister. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Cat uh, Giambruno, one of our old pals, says from The Wedding Singer, but it was all bullshit. It was a goddamn joke. And when I think of you, Linda, I hope you fucking choke. <laughs> wow. It rhymes, too. Yeah, that might have been in a song, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, though. And I think I've only seen it once, if I'm being honest. Uh, David Rumor says from Braveheart, my father says I'll be okay, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. That's a good one. Uh, Marissa Tomei's What the Fuck at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. Sometimes the best fucks are almost fucks. That's from Daniel McCoy. Yeah, that's true. Those, that, that can be played for uh, for laughs. Especially if it's like a PG movie or something. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you think it's and coming. They, you stop short. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, this is from Jake Nielsen. Paul Dano's earth-shattering first word in Little Miss Sunshine when he just screams fuck. Oh, God. Yes, because he's, uh, he's like mute. Like, but for... Uh, Foul of like, silence. Yeah, that's right. Oh, what so a movie great. that is. What a movie that is. Yeah, that's when so he What happens? What brings it on? Something traumatic happens, like where he like really has to respond. He feels he he learns he can't become a pilot because I think he's colorblind. That's right. If I'm not mistaken. That's right. You're absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, Jim Crawford says from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin's great line: "Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk." <laughs> that, that movie's got a lot of great fucks in it. A lot of them. I haven't seen that in a while, man. That I haven't either. Stone Cold classic. What's his name? David Mamet, right? Yeah, man. Boy, is it good. Uh, Life Aquatic. <laughs> from Grant Woody. Hennessy. You're just going to change that pronunciation every time, huh? I might. I uh, Hennessy says this. Is this my espresso machine? How did you get my espresso machine? <laughs> we fucking stole it, man. Amazing. Uh, Ray finds an in Bruges. Again, you're an inanimate fucking object from Sar Chili. That's gotten a few votes, actually. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Elijah Hooper, half of one from Hamilton. Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in a prosperous enough position to put wealth in the pockets of people like me down on their luck. You see, that was my wife who you decided to fuck. Oh, wow. That's, I'm a big fan of the low fuck fuck. That's good. <laughs> uh, just watch Seventh Son. Jeff Bridges muttering fucking witches as he walks away was pretty great. That is from Carolyn Velderman. All right, let's do a couple of more of these, Noel, because we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta move it along today. Uh old pal Austin Debsky says this a bunch of goddamn fucking hippies. Rick Dalton as he stares in disgust out of his living room window with their picture of Margarita in his hand. So great. Amazing. Classic, classic movie already, Noel. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It was a little divisive, though. I saw some folks on the page, on the Crushers page, talking about how they thought it was boring or it was just like a amalgam of, like, you know, 60s stock footage beauty shots. Yeah. Which I think misses the point entirely. Uh, but, you know, not, not people 
believe, feel how they feel. That's and true. I can understand that to a degree because it is a little slow, maybe. It doesn't feel like much happens, but uh, and then it just goes off the rails. But I loved it. Although um, I, I, I will say I walked away from it the first time being a little head scratchy. And the more I thought about it, and the more I talked about it with you and Casey and others, the more I uh, really, really enjoyed it. And watching it the second time, I was just, I loved it. I think it's interesting, though, from the last episode, uh, you did not know what on rails meant, but you know what off the rails means. Yeah, you know, that's that's true. But, it is, o- but, the, 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 but, the, but the expression was cornering like it's on rails. I don't think of rails as being very cornery. <laughs> I think of them as being very straight. So that's why it was confusing. Like, uh-huh. I've never heard of a train that takes a hard left, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I'm just picturing a conductor being like, how do you get there? You go up there, take a left, make another right, make two lefts. Exactly. And the, and the conductor going, I can't do that. We go straight. Exactly. We, we are at the mercy curve. of the rails. Have you not heard the expression on the rails? Off the rails. Off the rails is good. I like that one. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Noel, we're going to move on to uh, someone on the Crushers page did a uh, poll to see what the favorite uh, segments were. And Noel's Holes won. Oh, cool. That is the favorite uh, segment that we do on the show, apparently. Get a lot of love from those nice people on the Movie Crushers page. So that's what we're going to do, Noel. It's been a, a minute since oh, we've cool. done... Noel's Holes! It's time for Noel's Holes! Was that Kermit the Frog voice? It was. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with the Thriller Edition, and we may have done this before. I'm not sure. Ah. But a few okay. of these, we it may be repeaters, but uh, it's hard to remember. You know, I don't, I don't keep a spreadsheet of all of our bits. I think it's fine. Uh, all right, Noel. I'm going to keep score. Oh, shoot. I don't have my trusty Sharpie. What am I going to do? You're going to make two columns with, with hash marks? I'll just do it like I used to. <laughs> I know. On the old you, computer. When you made me keep score that one time, and I did oh, it man, in a very bizarre was, way. Uh, that was uh, almost avant-garde. I loved it. You really gave me some shit. I did, Noel. All right, okay. so we're going to start with this one. Uh, a little thriller from Martin Scorsese, Shutter Island. Uh, mm, mm, uh, I know the twist, so I must Here have seen it, right? Go. Already I out I of must the gate. Have, I must have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I watched it on TV. I remember. I, I wasn't right. blown away by it. Uh, it didn't wasn't didn't leave an indelible impression upon me. Okay, I'll, I'll count it. Thank you. Number two, Noel, a recent thriller with Jake Gyllenhaal, a pretty creepy little great movie called Nightcrawler. Yeah, I loved it. Really yeah. loved that. He he got real gaunt and like weird looking for that one. He has like a he like he grew extra cheekbones or something. It's weird. Like <laughs> his face got longer or something. I don't know exactly what, how you do that. What the term is, but loved loved Nightcrawler. Agreed. Great movie. Uh, or you know, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Number three, Noel, a classic from thriller master Alfred Hitchcock. A little movie called Rear Window. Yeah, of course. What a good trope. Okay. The whole idea, you know, witnessing the crime, you know, uh, and then trying to solve it. Or It was, yeah, it was so fun. Such a cool movie. All right. I think you're going to crush this one, Noel. I love, I love a good thriller. Yeah. I do love a thriller. I knew know? this is sort of up your alley. I wasn't trying to uh, oh. hu- humiliate you this time. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have a movie that I am pretty sure you've seen. Uh, a movie called Black Swan. Sure. Old Aronofsky. Yep. You're, you're killing it, Noel. 100%. I, I, I haven't seen it since it came out, though. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah. I'd like to. I would, too. I saw it in the theater, even. It was great. I, I did as well, yeah. No one can pull a, pull the strings like Aronofsky, you know? No one can make you squirm in the seat quite like him. Real divisive guy, though, man. I really enjoyed that movie, Mother, 
Uh, I it's still very, haven't seen it's it. It's very unpleasant. You got to yeah. watch it, Chuck. There's one you got to. I, I want you to watch that one, and so we can discuss it because it's just it's All so right. divisive, and I'm really interested to, to see what you think because some people just hated it because yeah, it yeah. was promoted like a horror movie, but it really is just a bonkers, mean spirited art house flick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna. It's been on the list, but it's one of those that I know is a tough watch, so I've been like not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see his Noah movie? He made a movie about Noah from the Bible. I, I it's it's got rock monsters in it, dude. How weird is that? It's real weird. They're like these weird stop motiony looking rock monsters, which I believe are in the Bible. There, uh, there, there's certain types of angels or something like that, and they literally look like these transformers that are made out of like boulders. <laughs> it's real strange. No, I did not. I just saw like some clips and stuff. But all right, no, we're gonna move on. Uh, a very good sort of. Little, little more brainy thriller, I think. Uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. Saw that in the theaters. Yeah. All right. That was uh, hot off the heels of. Uh, I mean, that was really when when Damon started being a big deal. I mean, it was obviously I a big so. deal from the start, but it was probably his next big movie after. Excuse me, after uh, 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 Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. I think so. Good movie. Mm-hmm. All right, Noel. A movie I am pretty positive you've seen. Really, really good movie called Prisoners. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome movie uh, with uh, Paul Dano, right? Yeah, and that was uh, that was actually filmed in Georgia, and that's that's your boy, the director that you love so much, that we all love so much, Villeneuve. Yeah, he's 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 a treasure. He's, Villeneuve. I can't wait, I can't wait for his. Uh, his Dune movie. He's done good work with Hall as well. He did that movie Enemy, which I believe you, you enjoyed mm, as well. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's one of the best. He really is. One of the new masters. Truly. Truly. All right, Noel, maybe you should shoot for 100% here. Maybe that's the oh, new Oh, man. The new I, I, game. I, I, is, is, it, is it possible? We'll see. No, I don't think so. Uh, uh, the next movie I have on the list is a little thriller with Miss Kathy Bates called Misery. Misery. Yes. I definitely have seen that one. Um, it's the one where she's really stingy and won't she? She won't give anybody uh, uh, any money. Eh. A miser. No. Oh yeah, it's the one where she breaks James Con's feet. She hobbles yeah. him. That's right. Ah, oh, what a what. He a was scene. great in that too. That, that whole movie was great. Uh, Noel, you are seven for seven, my friend. Who directed Misery? It was somebody's. It was. Was it? What, oh, it was. What's his name? Is uh, Opie? Wasn't it Opie? Oh, was that a Ron Howard jam? I want to say yes. That sounds familiar because I think I remember it being like a uh, change of pace. Oh, no. Rob Reiner. Close. Oh, fuck. Okay. But again, a change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really well well paced. And like Kathy. Didn't Kathy Bates win an Oscar for that? Because she's just so bonkers. I think she did. Yeah. Uh, if she didn't, then she was robbed. No, because... she did. Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Yeah. Boy, she, I mean, she crushed it in that. Mm-hmm. And that was the, I mean, she had been in stuff, but that was, I feel like her first like really big, big thing. Yeah. I mean, like it's she certainly, a star. it's an actor's dream role, you know? James Conn was good too. It's very easy to overlook him uh-huh. uh, in that movie, I think. I agree. All right, another movie from Martin Scorsese, Noel, the remake of Cape Fear. Funny, Chuck. I I don't. I'm a. Mm, I'm, I started. I watched it very recently, and I, I watched it in bed, and I fell asleep, and I woke up kind of at the end. How much did know, you watch? I don't know. I would say fifty percent. Hmm. 
I'm going to put that in the no category then. I think I think ugh, I'm lo- I'm I, I'm failing now at my 100. <laughs> hey, you're so, you, there are other ones on here. I know you haven't seen those. So There's a real creepy scene though, where like uh, super young and beautiful um, Juliette Lewis like mm-hmm. is is like forcibly tongue kissed by old creepy mm-hmm. fucking Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, he puts his thumb in her mouth. That's it. Yeah, and the, and then they tongue kiss. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very uh, crawl out of your skin type of uh, yeah, scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, it definitely does its job. Totally. <laughs> in that scene. All I right. A uh, movie from Brian De Palma starring John Travolta called The Blowout. I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, have I talked? Have we talked about Phantom of the Paradise, Chuck? Did I mention that on the show? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. I, I it's, it's what so I need fun. to check out. It's so cool. There's the music alone. It's it's like if you like stuff like Hedvig and and, and Rocky Horror and that kind of rock opera thing. Um, it 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 is it's so that and it's really weird and and like it's it's so interesting that he made that movie. It's not like anything else he's ever done. Brian De Palma is, is one of the masters. He's made a lot of really bad movies, but a lot of really great movies. He's, it's sort of interesting career wise. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, all right, Noel, I'm going to move on to a foreign film, uh, the Dutch version of the great, great movie, The Vanishing. Mm. Not the so, American remake. Right, right, right. With, yeah. Nick Nolte, wasn't he in the American? Who was in the American? I don't, I want to say Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, it was. You're totally right. It was definitely Kiefer Sutherland. You know, I can't remember. I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Good movie. It's just about like the guy's wife just disappears, right? And then he's like frantically searching for her the whole time. And that's right. And then there's a twist, I guess. Yeah. Really good movie. Cool. Ch- check out the Dutch version. Everybody I will. listening. I will. Uh, all right, Noel, a movie that came out not too long ago from the smash it book starring Emily Blunt, the girl on the train. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I watched that. It was good. I liked that. Okay. One. Sounded unsure. No, I'm, 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 I'm thinking I'm, con- I'm conflating it with gone girl in mm. my head. Yeah. Different movie. The gone girl on the train. <laughs> there should be a mashup of those two. Was it the same writer though? Uh, no, no. I don't think so. Got it. Uh, another Hitchcock classic, Noel, a little movie called Vertigo. Yeah, love that one. With, uh, oh, what's her name? Don't tell me. No, tell me. Kim yeah, Novak, the, I think. Yeah, Kim Novak. Yeah, it's great. I don't want to spoil anything. Is it that? I'm telling you, uh, folks, if you haven't dug into I know that Hitchcock was apparently a monster and treated his actors like shit <laughs> and like abusive and stuff, but damned if he didn't get results. And a lot of those movies... They hold up, and they have genuinely fascinating twists and and turns, and they're just real cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all great. He was he was a master for a reason. All right, Noel, a little indie movie from the '90s, I think '90s, called One False Move. No, haven't even heard of it. It was uh, it was really good. It was, it was sort of a smaller indie, um, written by or directed by Carl. Franklin, and it was uh, starring and co-written by Billy Bob Thornton before he was a big deal. This is 1992. Really good movie. Okay. Okay, that's a no. Let's check it out, yeah. Uh, A movie, another Scorsese movie, Noel. There's three of those on here, called The Grifters. I have not seen The Grifters, no. I haven't seen Mean Streets either. Or, uh, what's the America one? With America in the name? Once Upon a Time in America? And that was not Scorsese. It wasn't? Mm-mm. Who was that? Uh, I think it was uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Sergio Leone actually directed that. I think. I Holy that, shit. Which is weird. I don't know why I thought that, why I, I uh, connected that with him. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of his early, early, early stuff. Uh, I've obviously seen, seen Taxi Driver, 
which is a classic. But I need to I need to see. Yeah, the Grifters. It looks cool. Grifters is great, and Mean Streets is Stone Cold classic. Awesome. All right, Noel, uh, you are nine to five. You're Dolly Parton right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. So uh, we're gonna move sh- on. It. I think uh, you've seen this. You okay? What's no, going yeah, on? I'm good. Did, did you did you hear about that horrible thing that uh, that guy from Squidbillies said about Dolly Parton, and he totally got fired by your buddy who does that does that show? I did, and uh, I yeah. I actually texted Dave Willis about that and told him I was sorry he had to go through that. He this said rough. Yeah, what a fucking idiot it was, though, it man. A tough, that guy tough weekend. I just really shit the bed, man. It was true colors, and you know, I, I saw Anun Henson play a couple times, and I always thought it was just kind of a shtick, and I think everybody did. And then you realize, like, oh, buddy, <laughs> this guy, right? Yeah. Well, that's a good way to find yourself out of a job that you had for ten years. Yeah, that like you can literally still continue to do during <laughs> pandemic yeah. when you can't tour. Like, what? I mean, I hope he saved his shekels. Uh, basic instincts, Noel, is the uh-huh. next one. Yeah, it's that one's good, man. That one's who directed that? It's Verhoeven jam, isn't it? Verhoeven, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, I really uh, that's a good one. Sort of set the tone for all these erotic thrillers back in those days. There were so many because that one did so well. No, the next one on the list from Kevin Cotner. Great, great uh, sort of intrigue thriller called No Way Out. Uh uh-uh. uh no, Gene you got you're, you're stumping me, man. You're stumping me with some of these. No Way Out. Tell me about it. Uh, good movie, Mil- military intrigue. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Got it. Very good movie. Uh, another Brian De Palma movie. Very, very kind of disturbing and weird and cool movie called body double. No, of that period of his, is that seventies seems seventies, uh, eighties, eighties and, and very eighties. Have you seen sisters with no, Margot Kidder? That. It's great. It's one of his from the seventies, and yeah, another movie. It's real cool, dude. That's I, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I got to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, Noel. Three more. It is seven to ten. So if you whiff on all three of these, it's a tie. Okay, but I don't think you're going to because I have okay. a feeling you've even seen this next movie. All right, and perhaps all three. We'll see. A movie where Christian Bale loses a lot of weight called The Machinist. I didn't see it. I mean, I'm obviously oh. familiar with it. Um, I know, I know, I, I, just, I never watched it all the way through. Okay. Yeah. See, it always ends up close, Noel. Yeah, it that. does. Well, you, you always throw some, some curveballs at me, Chuck. And it's <laughs> right, good because it gives me stuff to add to my list. <laughs> 10 to 8 with two to go. I think you definitely saw this movie, which is actually for a modern day sort of popcorn thriller. Not too bad, I think. A movie called Disturbia. You, we, we've talked about this that you kind of liked it, right? You yeah. sort of, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. it isn't oh. the, no, isn't it a rear window trope kind of movie? It is, in fact. Yes. yes. Like the man next door is he right. a ki- killer or not? That's right. That's right. But nah, you did not I didn't see, see it. it. No, I'm whiffing, dude. I'm whiffing. Well, look at this, Noel. Ten to nine. It comes down to the last one. Oh God! I think you've seen this. A little movie from David Fincher. Starring Jodie Foster called yes. P- Panic Room. I've seen Panic Room. Yeah. Look at you. With Dwight Yoakam. That's who I always remember. I, I wasn't crazy about it because I was such a David Fincher stan. It, it was just okay. It was just okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I remember I'll being a little nonplussed. It's a two thumb movie. Yep. All right, Noel. 11 to 9. You squeaked it out. 
you eked it out. You were on rails. You were off the rails, and then and back then on I got the rails. Back on. Thank cornering God. on rails. Oh, good job. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for the vote of confidence. I wish you hadn't have floated this whole pie in the sky idea of getting a hundred, because <laughs> then it was, you know. Well, there's no way, you know, there's no way. There's there's a way where there's a will. There's a way, Chuck. All right, everyone. For thanks for tuning in. Sorry, this one was a little bit shorter than usual, but uh, I've got to interview uh, the great Lauren Vogelbaum coming up here very shortly. What are you guys talking about? Videodrome. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. That's a real quick. I know you got to go. Did you see that uh, David Cronenberg's son has a real cool looking movie coming out called Possessor? No, but that does not surprise me. It's totally a Cronen. It could be a Cronenberg movie. It's about it's totally body horror. I love uh, it. But it looks real stylish and uh, it looks really cool. It's got awesome. Andrea Rieseberg in it, who I adore, and uh, I can't wait to see it. Well, I look forward to that, and I look forward to talking to you again next week, my friend. Same. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.